Hello, everyone. This is Niao Niao. Welcome to the third season of Old Wisdom, New Insights. Where do you see yourself in your sixties? On a sunny beach, planning the next stop of your around-the-world tour, or in a fancy restaurant celebrating your retirement, or simply at home reading a book and taking delight in the company of your lovely family. I have a lot of ideas, and clearly most of which are about relaxing and enjoying my golden years. And I'll not be surprised if you plan to do the same. However, there was a special someone who didn't think on the same line. His name is Feng Menglong, a renowned Chinese historian, novelist, and playwright who lived about four hundred years ago. For the first half of his life. Feng Menglong was chiefly regarded as a successful writer and a great thinker. His published works account for around 30 million characters. His famous Sun Yan trilogy, stories to instruct the world, stories to caution the world, and stories to awaken the world, has been compared to Italian writer Boccaccio's Decameron and the stories of A Thousand and One Nights. Feng Menglong's works have always had a large fan base over the past four centuries, all the way to today. His fans include high-level politicians, entrepreneurs, and scholars. Many of his works have been translated into different languages around the world. So, how come this best-selling author suddenly left his happy family and cozy life and decided to become the head of a remote county when he was 61 years old? Yes, it is a remote and poor county that was far, far away from his affluent hometown. I'm not exaggerating. Let me remind you: there were no planes, no trains, and no cars in his time. So the man needed to spend around six months just to travel there. However, none of these challenges could hold him back, and the uncertain future in a poverty-stricken place didn't scare him. He decided to go without any hesitation, because this was his lifelong dream. In 1574, Feng Menglong was born in a scholarly family in present-day Suzhou, East China's Jiangsu Province. He was keen on reading classics and was inspired to become a noble man. Recognized as an outstanding literary talent since his teenage years, Feng Menglong was determined to become an official who served the people. Unfortunately, his talent was not suitable for the imperial examination system at that time. Feng Menglong sat through the tests many times but couldn't catch a break. In the moment of discouragement, he began to collect and compile popular ballads, folk fictions, and poetry, and other works of folklore. The more he talked with ordinary people, the more he wanted to help them. So Feng Menglong decided to write for common people before he can work for them. And the more he wrote to inspire the people, the more renowned he became for his literary attainment. But no matter how popular Feng Menglong became, the man never forgot his original aspiration. 
We can actually read his mind from this quote. 一念为民之心为天可见 Take a guess. What does it mean? If you need to be inspired, here are some answers I collected from online. One thought is for the heart of the people. Only God can learn from it. To read the heart of the people is reflected in the heavens. Was my take on it. This is a neat way to learn. I'm starting to understand why idioms and poetry were so heavily used in teaching. Even if I'm wrong, I still learned a lot. The heart of someone devoting or thinking to the people only God could understand. Only God knows what is in the heart of the people. In my opinion, it means one's loyalty only God can understand. I guess it means only if pondering the people's mind deeply, heaven can reflect your desire. In short, it say the people's mind should come first. Only my guess. If you are also interested in participating in such activities and showcase your insights on old Chinese sayings, just follow our Facebook pages, Learn Chinese or Niu Niu Chinese. Now it's time to explain Feng Menglong's saying. Are you excited? Cause I know Xiao Niu Niu sure is. I am. I am. I'm super excited. Sharing the great Chinese sayings with our friends listening to the show is my favorite part. 一念为民之心为天可见 Yi is the number one. Here it means single or only. Yan means mind or thought. Wei means for or to serve. Nin is people. Xin is heart. Yi nian wei min zhi xin means the only thought in my heart is to serve the people. As for the following part, Wei means only. Tian means heaven. Here it refers to the whole world. Ke can or able to. Jian means witness. Together, 一念为民之心为天可见 means there is only one thought on my mind to serve the people, and only the world can see it clearly. I totally get for Menglong. For me, I guess it is the same. 一念分享中国文化之心为天可见 There is only one thought on my mind to share the Chinese culture. And only the world can see it clearly. That is very well said, Xiao Niu Niu. I share that aspiration as well. As for our late blooming official Feng Menglong, his belief was not only on paper but also in practice. After he was appointed as the magistrate of Shouning County in southeast China's Fujian Province, he set out immediately. It was a long and arduous journey. Ooh, sir, the rain is too heavy. We can't go. Darn it! I have to go. Time is limited. Sir, it is too dangerous. There are landslides ahead. The falling rocks can hurt people. I know, but we can't wait. Go. That's an order. Ah, my foot. Oh my gosh, sir. The rock hits your foot. You're bleeding. I have some herbs. Wait a minute. This herb can help stop the bleeding. <sighs> Luckily, your bones are not hurt. But we can't go on, sir. You have to take a rest. I have to go. There are some bad news from Shouning. The pirates robbed the county, and the current magistrate is hiding away and eagerly waiting for me to take over. 
How could a country deal with all these without a government leader? But how about your injured foot? I can still write. Just bind up the wound for me. <laughs> Sir, here we are. This is the county office. Who is it? Hi, this is the newly appointed magistrate Feng Menglong. Oh, Mr. Feng Menglong, sir, you have finally arrived. I'm your assistant. I have been waiting for you here for days. Only me. Everyone else has left. We were robbed by Paris, including this county government. I see you've suffered a lot. Sir, please take a rest. I will help tidy your room at once. Don't bother. Let's go outside, and you can show me around. Please give me some food. Give me some money. Give me some money. Please, please. Mr. Fan, as you can see, so many people are starving to death. Natural disasters often hit this area, and farmers harvest nothing. But we have to hand over more taxes to the central government. What is worse, pirates come and bandits harass the locals now and then. Why not defend and fight back? The government has no money to station soldiers at all. It doesn't even have the money to repair the county walls and entrance gate. There are tigers coming from the mountains, and they killed more than a hundred people. It's a tough job. You seem like a really good person, so I'm not going to lie to you, sir. Maybe you should quit now and go back to your hometown. It might be better for you. How can I back down on my first day? I'm here to find solutions for the locals. Let's go on with our inspection, please. Well, you're the boss. Follow me this way, please. Obviously, the brutal reality in Shouning did not deter the new magistrate, and nothing could shake his determination to stay and serve the people in the county. Feng Menglong took up his duties soon as he arrived on the post. Was he able to defeat the pirates? What did he do to help local people? Was he as good an official as a writer? That is the story for another day to tell. History repeats itself. More than 300 years later, on a scorching summer day in 1989, on a thorny and narrow path deep in the mountains of Shouning County, where Feng Menglong worked, a young government official in his 30s, wearing a straw hat, was also on his way to inspect the poorest village in the area. There were no paved roads, no electricity, no tap water, not even an office building in the village. The young man and his team started their tour at 6:30 in the morning and spent three hours by vehicle and two more hours on foot to get to their destination. They were soaked to the skin in sweat. Local villagers warmly welcomed them, bringing up homemade herbal tea for the officials to relieve the summer heat. 
After a short rest, the young man held a meeting with the local officials, suggesting that the village should rely on its lush mountains and lucid waters as resources for development. He also suggested speeding up local infrastructure construction as the first step of shaking off poverty. Two years later, roads were built in the area, and a hydropower station was constructed. People's living standards gradually improved. Three decades later, in 2019, local villagers wrote a letter to the young man, telling him that they had bid farewell to poverty. Only now, the then young official has already become the president of the country. He is Xi Jinping. President Xi was also a fan of Feng Menglong and regarded him as a leading example of a good civil servant. He followed Feng's footsteps in Shouning as well as his will to serve the people. 一念为民之心，为天可见。So, what did Feng Menglong do in Shouning? Did Feng Menglong also fulfill his wish and provide admirable service in Shouning during his term? Tune in to the next episode of Old Wisdom, New Insights to find out. Hey guys, this is Niu Niu again. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe via wherever you tune in. If you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch via email at crilearnchinese@gmail.com, or you can interact with me directly on my Facebook page, Niu Niu Chinese. That's N I U N I U Chinese. Thanks for your company, and see you next time on Old Wisdom, New Insights.